This episode of the podcast is brought to you by From Within Records. FYA 8 is this weekend. Bands from the label will be there playing some awesome sets. Shout out Despise all the way from Scotland. Jeez, they're so far from home. If you're at the fest, if you're in Tampa this weekend, please support that band. They're working hard and they traveled really far to do this for all of us. And I'm so excited. So shout out to Despise and Declination. They're on the fest. Super awesome band. But also Shackled. They're on tour with Despise, Cruelty, and Year of the Knife on the way to FYA. Support that band. They're amazing. Shout out New Jersey Hardcore. Also, Warren from Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. My brothers from Wilkesbury. I love them. I'm, I'm excited to see them. I'm excited for everybody to see Warren play live at FYA 8 this year. And also, Pensacola's own Burning Strong. I love Burning Strong. I support that band with everything that they do. I was able to catch them at their record release back at the end of September. So I'm very excited to see them return to the fest. If you're following me on Instagram, which I don't plug ever, but if you're following me on Instagram, you may have seen my stories about these collab tees. And this is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. If you see right here, FYA 7, this has been here since I got home from the fest two years ago. And I always knew that when I returned, I wanted to do something special because I had such a great time at the fest back in 2020. And it just meant a lot to me. I, I created a lot of good memories, met uh, some people there for the first time that I have strong relationships with to this day. So it, it's special for me to be able to get back to Tampa to get to this fest. And I wanted to do something very special. So I reached out to Carter, reached out to some of the bands from the label, and we teamed up to do some uh, collab tees. You may have seen the Despise one already. I posted the Burning Strong and the shackled design already uh, when this episode drops. So by, by the time you're hearing this, the payback design should have been posted by now. But if not, I'll, I'll post it at some point before the fest. But uh, I, I did collab teased with despised, shackled, burning strong and payback. And it means the world to me that they're willing to uh, give me the green light to, to do something like this. It, it, it's awesome. They've supported me with the podcast and it, it, it definitely means a lot to me that they respect me enough to be able to uh, do this collab. And, and I'm very grateful. I rep from within records till the day I die. Um, that's no secret. I, I love Carter Holmes. I respect him. I enjoy what he's done with the label and I'm looking forward to the future of the label. So this is an honor for me to be able to do this, especially at FYA. Uh, thank you, Bob Wilson. So if you see me at the Fez, come find my merch table. I'll, I'll be in there somewhere. I have these uh, limited uh, collab t-shirts with these amazing bands. So support me. You'll be supporting the bands. It's really awesome. And I'm happy that it was able to work out and come together. And I want to give a special shout out to one of our new sponsors, or actually our only new sponsor, Good Fortune Printing from Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. I'm a huge fan of the area. That's no secret. I've been there uh, multiple times uh, last year and I will be returning in the summer. Uh, but shout out to Good Fortune Printing. If you're looking for uh, high quality prints, they do an amazing job. They take great care in what they do. You'll see it when you uh, come purchase these collab tees at the fest. But shout out to Good Fortune Printing. Go follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing. 
You can email them for any inquiries about getting merch printed at contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. I hope I got that correct. Um, if not, I'll uh, put it in the show notes. But uh, great people doing great work. So support them. But like I always say, if you're not following From Within Records on social media, go boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And if you see me, Carter, or anybody from uh, uh, these bands uh, that are on the label at the Fez, say hi, say what's up. I- I'm so excited to see everybody uh, that's going. Uh, so many friends from all over. It- it's going to be such a great time. And I'm very excited. So uh, I-, I can't wait for this weekend. Like I said, everybody uh, be safe, travel there safe, get home safe. Uh, but on today's episode, we had to track down Tommy Hart. He sings for a band called Broken Vow. And this one meant a lot to me because when I look at Broken Vow uh, from just outsider's perspective, I, I see the future of, of hardcore, right? There's these young kids writing awesome music, paying respect to their local scene, but also uh, gaining traction and gaining a lot of attention across the U.S. And I'm so excited that I was able to finally sit down and talk to Tommy. I'm, I'm a fan of Broken Heart. I met Tommy at the One Step Closer record release show out in Sweet Valley, Pennsylvania. And it was such a pleasure for me to to get to know Tommy, but also get to see Broken Vow live for the first time. That solidified my fandom. Obviously, I, I, I enjoyed the record, uh, enjoyed the EP, the demo. But when I saw Broken Vow live, I was like, this band has it. And I obviously, like everybody that I have on here, I'm, I'm a huge fan of and I want to see them do well. But uh, I, I think Broken Vow is special. And if you're not familiar um, and you've gotten this far, I, I highly suggest you hit pause, go boot up your Spotify, uh, your Apple Music, your title, your Bandcamp, and go listen to uh, Broken Vow's latest record, Sane Minds. And it's amazing front to back. And then come back, you can thank me later. But I, I seriously, I, I believe in this band. They're doing something very awesome, not only for their local scene out there in Connecticut, but uh, as they grow and start to play in these different regions and gain a bigger audience, I, I feel like um, it, it's, it's going to be good for everybody because you have these young kids who are very passionate, who respect uh, the, the scene, they respect the history, and it, it's something that I, I think is very special. So when I sit down and I, I listen to the music and know, and uh, after talking to Tommy and knowing their perspective on the band, the music, the way they write stuff, it, it, it makes me like them even more. So please strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Tommy Hart to the show. Podcast, Tommy, how's it going? I'm doing lovely. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm I'm happy that we're we're, we're here and we're finally doing this. I, I feel like yeah. um, I, I've been chasing you for a minute. I, it, honestly, at one point, I, I was playing hard to get. I was. <laughs> that's what it felt like, and I was just like, okay. At one point, I was like, maybe I should just let it go 
and uh maybe in the future we could figure something out because honestly i was gonna like just wait because obviously like there was yeah. like a, a little bit of miscommunication and i didn't want to uh, you know be bugging you so much especially after uh you know the record release and um you you, you guys are obviously generating more hype so i, I don't want to uh, seem like i'm just jumping on the bandwagon even though i've been uh, waiting for this moment for uh you know for a while at this point i think it's i think this is where i have to like go on the record as like a bad texter or like a bad responder and like tell tell because i just it was it by it was totally accidental i just it just got buried under something and my mind doesn't let me open more than like three text messages at a time so i, I suppose it was just like down to bad luck and i was like oh god i should text jamie orke back I, <laughs> and so it was it's uh just um not not my forte and that's that's my bad, Jamie. I apologize. Okay, and no, for sure, uh, no hard feelings. Uh, like I said, I, I'm just happier here. Um, and for anyone um, who doesn't know, uh, you sing for a band called uh, Broken Vow, and yes. um, you also play in a couple other bands. I play in a couple other bands. I play bass in a band called Ultimatum, and uh, you'll see me on tour with Anxious because I'm filling on guitar for them on the Knucklebuck tour, and I have on past tours. Um, I got a couple other things that aren't real bands yet, but mm -hmm. are in the work. So okay. Oh, and I had no idea that you were filling in for that knuckle puck tour because I I thought it was uh, uh you know I, I was a bit curious when I saw that you had posted the tour flyer on your Instagram. Yeah. Okay, so I usually I usually kind of try to make like a little like a post because I mean I'm not I'm not like heavy duty promoting it because I'm like not in the band. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I I don't have access to their socials or anything, obviously. But um, I just kind of when it gets announced, I try to put up something little that's like, I'm going to be on this tour. Come say hi to me if you're in these cities. Um, and then when it gets closer to the tour, I like to be like, it's about to start. I'm going to be on this. Come say what's up. So, um, yeah, no, but it's a uh, it, it's it's a really, really cool opportunity. And I'm really, really stoked. I'm excited because um, I obviously plan on going to that tour because uh, I'm, I'm a fan of Anxious, uh, Knucklepuck, uh, you know, uh, good band, ha has some great songs. Uh, I've seen them a bunch of times. Last time I saw them was at uh, House of Blues in, in Anaheim. But really? I, yeah, but, but I'm really stoked that uh, that tour is hitting out here, but it's I'm hitting the observatory, which is my favorite venue in Orange County. So I'm, I'm very excited. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was I was asking Evan about that. And he said it. He said it's a pretty cool venue. So I'll, um, I'm, I'm really excited for that show. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So I'll definitely get to see you. Uh, I, you guys get out here. Is, is that late February? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Yeah, I think it's like late February-ish, mm. like February 20-something. Okay. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So I, I want to get to the very beginning of Broken Vow. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm just curious, uh, you know, for you, uh, uh, being, uh, you know, way younger than me, uh, not I, I feel really old sometimes, but uh, <laughs> for, for you, where does uh, the idea or who came up with the idea to to want to start the band Broken Vow? Um, that was definitely Harrison and I. Harrison's our guitarist and him and I are, when it comes to like the musical components of Broken Vow, we are like, we're very much the, uh, we we make that and that's, that's our job in the band. Um, and he hit me up at some point uh pretty early covid stages i want to say like april or something mm -hmm. and i think i posted a song on my story and he just kind of swiped up and said i want to make music like this and at that point everyone was just so bored out of their skulls and i was like sure let's do it like let's go you know and mm -hmm. i was ready right out the gate from there and then we just kind of connected with other people that we knew 
who we've been like going to shows with before the pandemic and it just kind of all came together online for sure but it was harrison uh uh put the spark under me to be like let's start a band let's let's do this and before that had you ever been in a band before or did you ever want to start a project i i've always i've always been a musician um i've always been in bands but i'd never been in like a hardcore band before i'd always been in stuff that was like more like pop punk or metal oriented Mm -hmm. um but yeah no so i'd never done a hardcore project before and it was but I, at the at that moment, I was very interested in doing that. So it like came right at the right time when I was really excited about that um, in a very like new way because I'd never done anything like that musically. So uh, it was my first hardcore band, not my first band. Um, don't try to find any of the other bands. So <laughs> they were not good. <laughs> For sure. And uh, obviously, our friendship you know, it hasn't been that long. So uh, f- for me, being like a newer person, uh, you know, getting to know you, I just looked at you uh, as a, a vocalist, right? I was like, okay, this guy uh, sings for uh, Broken Vow, super awesome, great band. But when I went to uh, the One Step Closer record release show and saw that you were filling in for Magnitude, I yes. was like, wow, guitar player too. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I am. Um, I've actually I've played guitar much longer than I've um, than I've sang. I mean, obviously, I've like kind of sang forever, but uh, I've been taking guitar lessons seriously for like. I mean, I don't take them anymore, um, but I started when I was in like fifth grade, mm-hmm. and I'm like halfway through being nineteen now. So that's something like a little over ten years. Yeah, it's a long time. Um, so it's a. Uh, I've been I've been a guitarist for a very long time. Um, and it wasn't till a bit later that I kind of started like bringing voice into that. So, and I'm just curious for, um, for, for me who uh, I was in attendance, uh, how did that whole situation with magnitude come together? Because I had seen, um, obviously I, I think it was like the week before, uh, you know, one member announced that, uh, they were leaving the band. They're only going to play like FYA, uh, which was strange to me because obviously the once at closer shows before FYA, but maybe scheduling conflicts, I have no idea. And yeah. then I, I know uh, the, one of the guitar players got like a new job or, or something. That's why they couldn't show up. So they got uh, you and Ryan from one side closer to fill in. Like how, how much notice did you get that you were going to be playing that set? It's uh, that's that's a funny question because I got noticed like a week and a half before that I that it might be happening because mm-hmm. Ryan called me and he was like, yo, like um, Magnitude's guitars can't make it. Do you want to play with Magnitude? Maybe. And I was like, of course. So yeah. Like, you know. I like I practice guitar to that record, so it's like I I know it really well. So I was I was very confident I could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it kind of like I hit him up a couple of days later, and I was like, "So where does that stand?" And he's like, "Oh, it looks like they're probably going to drop." And then I was like, "Oh, bummer," but I get it. You know, to your guitarist out, like it's a. Uh, but I, I guess Ryan just like really wanted them to be on the show, and of course I did too. Um, so we uh, about like four days before. Um, the show itself, Ryan called me and says, we're doing it. Like we're doing magnitude. And, um, it was me, him and Sam Allen who plays bass in anxious. Uh, we all filled in for magnitude and we drove, I picked Sam up from Connecticut or from, from Darien. And we, uh, we drove down, uh, to Wilkes-Barre together, like the night before the night before the show. Um, and we got there and practiced with magnitude for a or, Connor and Russ for a couple hours and 
we, and, and it was, I, I think they were really skeptical that it was going to work out because they were basically just saying like, I don't know, I'll call this thing right now. Like we don't have to do this. And, um, but I think they, they felt confident enough with how we were playing the songs to give it a shot. And I'm really glad they did because it was a, it was a really dope experience for sure. Yeah. I remember on the way to the show, like the, the buzz was, uh, either mag was going to go through with, uh, the and I, I don't want to call you guys scabs, but uh, you know because they oh, were well, we are it's, yeah it's happened, so <laughs> the, <laughs> the that, first and only performance so. yeah uh, uh, but it, it was just a weird circumstance but the, but there was talk of uh, you know maybe Koyo being uh, like a replacement and I was like oh because I, I I love Koyo great band I've seen them like uh, like a lot of times I'm seeing them this weekend I'm, I'm I'm super stoked but I was like that's crazy that would be a nice treat but also. I'm such a fan of magnitude and I always want to uh, try to appreciate and see them as much as I can. Cause um, with, with any band um, I've always like, especially bands that I'm into, I always want to take every opportunity to be able to uh, experience them live. Cause I don't know when it's going to end. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if Koyo ever was going to be the, um, the, the replacement, mm-hmm. but um yeah, no, I mean, I that that's that's pretty much all down to Ryan because he was. I remember he was the one booking the show and like scrambling around at the last minute to try and work that out. So, but um, I would have been dope if Koyo came through. I mean, those are those are a ton of great guys. I've got love for all of them in their music. So, I think they would they would have fit right in. But I'm also very very glad that it went down the way it did. So, <laughs> yeah, no, me too. As uh, when I I didn't even like when I talked to you before the show even started, and um, I didn't even know you were playing with Magnitude. I, I it wasn't until they were setting up and you got on stage. I was like, oh, they got uh, 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 you know Ryan and Tommy and Sam to fill in. I was like, okay, th- th- this is cool. And yeah, and, and yeah. for like I, I've seen Magnitude like a bunch of times all all over the country. And when I heard you guys that night, it, it sounded fine to me. It, it didn't sound like anything off. Kids were going off. So I, in my opinion, it, it was still a good set. Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was definitely very stressed for that set. So I just kind of like, as soon as we started playing, I just like glazed over and I was like, all right, I'm just playing guitar now. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And after having that, uh, that experience, obviously you, you mentioned you, you, you play bass in another band, but is, is that something you would want to pursue to, you know, be like a lead guitar in a hardcore band or maybe some other type of band? I mean, I, there, I have, I have something in the works right now, um, more of like a, like a metal thing mm-hmm. that I'm playing guitar in and like just guitar. Cause like historically, um, before I was in hardcore bands, I like sing and play guitar, but that's not really the convention in hardcore unless you're kind of like a hardcore adjacent band that's doing something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, yeah, I've really wanted to do like a, uh, lead guitar like melodic death metal kind of projects forever and i've been talking about that for a while and that's coming down the line but i'm going to be playing lead guitar in that so um i i guess it's not something i want i've like actively made like a thought about pursuing mm-hmm. but it's just kind of natural for me when i sit down and write music to like start from a guitar standpoint um so it's uh and then when a, a band or a project starts to form out of what i'm writing I'm like, okay, what am I going to play in this? And sometimes like, oh, I want to sing over this. And other times like, I really love these guitar parts and I want to, I want to play them live. So it just, it's just kind of how the cookie crumbles. You know what I mean? hundred mm, percent. Okay. And going back to uh, broken vow, um, 
when you release excuse me when you released the demo back in uh august of 2020 uh, if, if you can remember uh, what was the, the reaction like when, when you guys put it out did you get a, a general great response or do you think uh, it, it took a minute for people to catch on um I, I don't i don't think it necessarily took a minute for people to catch on i just think when you put a demo out there it's very much like a here's a sampling of like where we're kind of trying to go and mm-hmm. i think a lot of people were like excited you know what i mean by the demo and they thought oh this is this is really cool and i want to see where this band goes from here um but i think it's kind of it's really hard to generate a kind of like staying power off of a demo you know what i mean because at the, at the end of the day it's it's a demo and it has its flaws and it's the first attempt by a band to put out music and i'm really proud of our demo and i love our demo but I, you know, it suffers the same fate where it's it's not the most like complete, um, up to date version of Broken Vow in this day and age with what we have released, what we have written, the shows we're playing. So, I, I I'd say the the reception was was really good for a demo because I think what you want to do with a demo is just get people excited, and I think it got people excited, and I think those people stuck around and felt good about Same Minds End too. So. I I, th- I think it I think it fulfilled its purpose for sure. <laughs> yeah, and looking back at it and seeing that uh, you did uh, or the, the band put out a seven inch for for the demo, and that's not too common, right? Because uh, some people just no. want, just want to you know get the demo out digitally, maybe some tapes or something. But to go as far as to to, to press something was that important, or did you guys just see um, the opportunity? Okay, like let's just try it out and see uh, yeah. how things play out. It was definitely it was definitely a very like let's try it out and for what it's worth it was it was very successful for us um but it was um it is it it is a very unconventional move to press your demo but i think since it was like a limited quantity it kind of ended up being like a friends and family kind of thing you know what i mean like we got our copies of it and everyone who was like super clued into the band at that point got their copies of it but it wasn't a like here's 200 of our demo for you to buy you know what i mean mm. so um so I'm, I'm i'm glad it wasn't one of those like longer more extended runs and we also had tapes and stuff like that but um yeah i th- i think it was i think it was basically just us saying like like being really excited and saying let's try this let's do it let's let's press our stuff on on record you know what i mean so mm-hmm. yeah because most of the time uh for demos to get pressed like you'll see a band um, put out their demo and as they get a little more successful they're like okay cool now that we have this traction a good following and we know there's a, a real interest in our band like let's go back and uh, then press our demo that, that's what yeah. i see the majority of the time but to see broken Vow do it from the jump i, I thought it was a, a, a good move yeah I, th- I think it was i think there was a little bit more like gravitas to it than we knew at the time and mm-hmm. a little more like it, it was a little more bold looking back on it than I, than I think we thought it was in the moment. But um, I'm, I'm really glad we did it for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, if you can speak on it, uh, as far as the other members in the band, are they around the same age as you? Uh, yeah. So um, Harrison, our guitarist, is 25. And the rest of the members of the band are hovering around 19 or 20. Evan just turned 20 the other day. I turned 20 in like five months. And Max, our drummer, is 20. And Nicole, our bassist, is 19. So, mm-hmm. me and Nicole are nineteen. Evan and Max are twenty. Harrison's twenty five. Oh, he's twenty six now, actually. He's, so he's like the band dad. He mm-hmm. like makes up sandwiches when we go on road trips and stuff. So, <laughs> for sure, that's awesome. And it, it, it's it's cool to 
Uh, see, because uh, there's like talk of um, like the the new like young kid age and hardcore is like generally like early or mid twenties, but to see someone like you, who's uh, crazy to say this, you're still a teenager, right? 19. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's such a trip to, to, to say. And that makes me feel really old, even older than b- before when I brought up my age. I, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean the, the, my, my thing is whenever I like go into like hardcore social circles, that's, mm-hmm. I just get that like nonstop. It's like, you're, you're how old you're. And I, I don't know. I think, I think there's a fair amount of like disbelief that comes with it. But, but also I think people are stoked that they're, people my age and hardcore and people the age of my band and the age of our friends who are around our age who we uh we love and who we feel are making a making a good impact on hardcore as a whole so 100 percent. i when i look at uh broken vow the crew that you guys rolled with to sweet valley and just seeing because like you know i i could pick out the the yeah. uh, people from the crowd who like you know uh, i i were your friends who rolled out to to support obviously uh once up closer and all the other bands on the show but went extra for you guys uh it, it was really awesome because i'm like okay hardcore uh, i guess i can say i'm hardcore in your area your scene at least has a bright future with the young people like you and um, your circle uh, for the music that you're making and, um, and are going to put out in the future. So it's, it's really awesome for me to know that at least in one area, there's a young crop of new kids coming in because it's, it's, it's always scary because it's not always guaranteed. Like we always encourage and want to bring new kids, young kids to tell their friends and you never know who's going to stick around. But for, for you guys to have it out there, I, I think it's really cool and awesome to see. It's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm very, very lucky to have the scene that I do. Um, and everyone in, you know, New England, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island is very lucky to have the scene that we do. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I was, I, I thought there was something else to say about that, but I'm just really lucky and really grateful. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, no, for sure. It, it, it's, it's really cool to see. Um, but I, I'm, I'm curious. I, I found out about uh, Broken Vow when the promo came out that, that you put out. Uh, yes. through uh, New Morality Zine and Sunday Drive Records. I, I was curious, uh, how did you link up with both of those labels? So Sunday Drive actually hit us up the day that our demo came out. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, they they said, you know, uh, we really like the demo. We really like what you guys are saying. Um, and they they exuded this like super like supportive and um, the vibe I got was that they wanted to give us a way to keep doing what we're doing and not necessarily like get in the way and like change the band. But they were just like, we just want to be like a vehicle for you to, um, to use your platform more effectively mm-hmm. and to more people with your music and your message. And that really, well, that was comforting to us as like a new band putting our first thing out there into the world and being like, how are people, how are people going to receive this? How are people going to think about this? And, and so after a couple of weeks of just like talking to them, we said, yeah, let's do it. Let's like do something together. Um, and then a little bit later along the line, I started talking to Nick and apparently him and Jonathan have been talking about doing something between new morality zine and Sunday drive records for a very long time. And so it's kind of just like the perfect because Nick had, um, had had some interest in us before Sunday drive had picked us up. And so, he he was he was definitely interested in the band for a long time before um before it was public that we were with sunday drive and it was kind of the perfect opportunity for those two labels to work together and for us to work with two labels and two people that um we really look up to and respect and 
thought would help our band and we were right so <laughs> it was um it was just a really good like right place right time kind of situation with those with those guys so i'm really glad it worked out the way it did 100 percent. i uh love uh sunday drive records they're they're putting out a, a um a new record uh, of this band on January 7th, uh, The Arrival Note. It's, it's my friend's band, a little more on the emo yeah. side, but amazing nice. stuff. Yeah. So so when, when I look at a label like like them uh, and just do, doing uh, good stuff and just having that ear, right? Because it, it, it's so hard uh, yeah. and it, it's really competitive, right? Because uh, not to diss um, any other label, but uh, you know, certain bands want to go with hype labels or the more popular labels. But for uh, you know labels like uh, Sunday Drive Records uh, and New Morality Zine, I, I just respect both those labels so much because they're able to maneuver and still get good bands, right? Uh, and and just kind of get in the weeds and find these bands like Broken Vow, like my friends in Spaced, and uh, oh, dude, space. yeah, love yeah. Spaced, and just to be able to to um, do th- do things the right way and uh, and survive and exist. While these other labels, uh, you know, can be like a little um, intimidating or can just have more of like the attention on them, so it's just yeah. it's, it's just really cool to to know that labels out there like Sunday Dry Records and Numerality Zine exist and are are doing great stuff and be able to, like I said, uh, get in the weeds and sift through and find great bands like Broken Vow. Yeah, no, and it's like, and and I think that it's it whether or not we we were like super cognizant of this while we were making the decision, it speaks to like what broken vow wants to embody as a band where it's like we're not like the coolest band we're not the band that's getting up there that's the best dressed and we're not the band that like has the has the most like clout or like establishment in hardcore but like we have the like the most passion and the most commitment to like doing things the right way and doing things our way so i think that's um not not that we like wouldn't be on a hype label because of that you know what mm-hmm. i mean but it's like just because of where we're like putting our roots is really important to me and i think sunday drive and numerality zine um are good places that are and good people that are doing things the right way and doing things their way and just so happens to be a way that aligns with our way so i really you know much much love to them and much love to the way that they're doing stuff so Hundred percent, and you you speak uh, about clout. Um, when I was in Sweet Valley, I posted a, a snippet of uh, your live set, and I, I posted other bands too that, that night. But for some reason, uh, the, the snippet that I posted of uh, Broken Vow got like so much attention. I, I had so many people like reach out, um, and not for any reason. But I, I, like when I post these snippets, I don't tag the band. I just put it up there, and it's just like whatever. Like I, I don't know. It's just like I I just want to put it up there. Uh, and I just had so many people like reaching out, like, like, who is this band? Like, tell me who this is. And I was like, oh, like, I didn't realize people yeah. liked it this much. But yeah, like out of all the stories that, that I posted, that was the one that people were like, you know, <laughs> like spamming me about. That's sick. That's that's very, very humbling for sure. So, yeah. So you guys are doing something, something right. But uh, curious about, I hope, oh, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but curious about the the promo. Uh, the, the, there's two songs, uh, like one original and a cover. Uh, but for the original one, um, Poison Pedaling, I-, I was curious how you chose that one over the other songs to put on the promo. Yeah, um, I think for that one, our thought process was which one of these songs is most like immediately likable and attention grabbing. And also um, Poison Pedaling was the obvious choice for us there because it's just it's just very like raw and like like straightforward. But I think it also 
kind of teases the more like metallic direction and the like kind of darker direction that certain songs on the EP move towards. So I think it was very much like a, um, we wanted it to be, you know, the a catchy one and one that people are going to like come back to, but also that people are going to immediately like. And then something that doesn't totally throw people a curveball where it's like, here's this single that doesn't sound anything like anything else we're going to do. So, <laughs> but um, I, th- I think, I think, we, I think we did a good job picking that out personally, but um, that was the thought process behind it. Okay. And if I'm being honest, I, I feel like uh, that choice was good, but I feel like if you put any other song on there, it still would have been a good choice because I dig the whole record. So thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I and- think I, um, we, we sat on this record for like a year. Oh, wow. um, so we recorded it in this studio that I'm sitting in um, in February of 2021. And then it didn't get released. Into, and then it was done by like the end of that month. Um, and then it, it wasn't released, obviously, until December 3rd. Um, so that's almost like a full calendar year. So it, at a certain point, I kind of like lost sight of like the songs as songs and playing them live for the first time and like seeing people's reaction to it when they came out, like reminded me like, okay, these are good songs. Like, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's scary sometimes putting something out there that you're so desensitized to because you're not in any sense, like an objective audience to it because you've, you've already had it overplayed for you. And mm. so pe- pe- people liking it was like a huge reassurance to me because I was like, okay, okay. So I wasn't, totally crazy in february when we wrote these songs so like (laughs) and did you hold off for so long because of like the record plants being backed up or were you just kind of waiting for uh the pandemic to change because obviously we're still in it uh corona is getting even crazier but um i I just thought it was uh interesting because i didn't know that that you were sitting on it for that long um it was it was i would say almost a hundred percent due to the vinyl stuff and Mm -hmm. the I think our original plan was to have it out by like, like the summer, the spring of 2021, mm-hmm. like May or June or something like that. And obviously it was way, way, way later than that. So, um, yeah. And I mean, people are, people are getting their records for it like this week, you know what I mean? So it's, um, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely been a really, really backed up, really, um, frustrating, uh, situation with vinyl right now. And I'm sure any musician who you talk to is echoing that as well. So, yeah, I I see uh, people talking about they're going to take a break from trying to submit vinyl getting printed. But I'm just like, don't you want to just try to wedge your way in there and just have to wait it out? Because there's nothing else you can do. Because I feel like if you take a step back and put a pause on getting vinyl made, your situation is just going to get worse because you're obviously going to want to get vinyl printed for your band. But if you wait and then have to jump in the queue later, there's no like light at the end of the tunnel right now. It could get worse or it could just stay the same. And if you you know don't want to wait the six months now, but you know it, you like the whole situation stays the same, and you decide okay, two months later, right? And then I'll, I'll wait the six months, and that's just like wow, you just wasted even more time. Yeah, I just I I can't really speak on it because I'm not like an expert on it. I'm just mm-hmm. kind of like when I, I just kind of hear like hear like what my um what like Nick or Jonathan tell me about it or tell the whole band about it. And I don't know, from my like very like uninformed outsider perspective, it's like, it, it feels fairly grim. You know what I mean? And it, and it only feels like those wait times are going to get longer. And it doesn't seem like there's really like an immediate solution to it. Um, aside from the largest 
vinyl manufacturing company in the world opening up shop tomorrow. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's definitely, I, I don't blame those people at all who are, who are wanting to take a step back and believe me, believe you me, like I've, I've, consider that for broken vow for sure and i mean i would have loved to do a little seven inch of those promos but it had to be tapes because of you know vinyl delays and stuff um and it just i don't know i'm i'm just kind of trying to keep my finger to the pulse and like see what we're gonna do for our next release so i don't know there are people who people who know a lot better than me but i'm personally quite discouraged with it so for sure and you mentioned new release so the record was done back in February 2021 do you creatively just put a pause on writing new music or have you guys been writing new music ever since um we we put a little pause on writing new music and then in summer uh 21 we started writing new stuff um and we have some stuff that we're really excited for people to hear I'll put it that way so <laughs> and, and that's crazy to hear because the record came out about a month ago and it's just like, yeah. you know, obviously like I, I've listened to that record so many times. I don't know if you saw, I, I put the whole record on my uh, hardcore playlist on Spotify. Just, I, I, yeah, I, I did see that. I appreciated that. That was that, that made me feel very good inside. So yeah, no, and that's just on the strength of the music. I, I, I did that because I really enjoyed the record and want, I, I just wanted everybody to, to hear the whole thing. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Okay, and now I have to pry a little bit. You, you say you can't wait for us to hear the new stuff. And is it going to be anytime soon, or are we going to wait a bit? Because, like I said, the record uh, "Saints My Nana" just came out a month ago. I'd say my like me being withdrawn about it isn't so much because like I I'm like being super secretive. I just don't. I'm just not sure what our move for it is right now. Mm-hmm. We we um. We, we, we know what we're like doing. We know like what our next release is, which I will be secretive about that. Okay. But it, um, there, uh, we just kind of don't know what our plan for it is right now. And it's, uh, I think very soon we're going to, we're going to sit down with Nick and Jonathan and say, okay, um, here's, here's what we got. Let's talk about this. You know what I mean? So mm. it's not me being secretive. It's just kind of it not, it's not even up in the air right now. It's just, it's just too uh, early. It's just it's just too early to say. So okay, and uh, going back to the promo, uh, the other song on it is a is a cover from a band from Connecticut, which I was like, okay, cool, uh, uh, younger crowd paying respect to what came before, and yeah. it, it just makes me think of um, other people from your scene, like uh, like Grady, who loves Connecticut hardcore. Uh, Kyle uh, Neeland, uh, you know, Almighty Watching loves Connecticut hardcore. So when I see, uh, uh, you know, you and your friends who are newer to me, I'm like, oh wow, they they, they have that same love. They're they're putting respect on the actual history that that came before them, and I think that's yeah. really awesome. I mean, it's 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 definitely like a um, it's like it's like a spectrum of people who, in terms of like how we feel about older stuff, you know what I mean? I personally, I'm like. I, I'm very obviously passionate about the future because I have a I have a stake in it now, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um I I very much like center where I draw inspiration for Broken Bow from and where I draw inspiration like lyrically from. I don't I don't like look to my contemporaries and the people around me. I mean, I try to look to my predecessors and say, um, and draw inspiration from them instead of I, I think it's I think it's kind of 
pointless to like draw inspiration from something that's happening right now because then I think that like trivializes and like like removes you from that in a sense where it's like it, it kind of makes you someone who's like who's seen something going on around them and just trying to like leech off of it and like take these little pieces whereas when you have something that's like solidly in the past that you're drawing inspiration from you can look at it through like a more objective lens and like put yourself in those people's shoes better than you can if it's like oh we just played with this band let's rip them off you know what i mean mm-hmm. so but um i it's um it's definitely very important to broken vow that we pay respect to people that came before us so that's awesome. No, I, I I definitely like that perspective, and it also gives me more hope for uh, uh, your scene out there to to have people like uh, you and you, the members of your band to to have that kind of uh, perspective on uh, what came before and what's currently going on. Because I, I I think it's really important because people can get lost in uh, you know the whatever's randomly going on on Twitter, the viral thing, getting caught yeah. up in uh, a lot of things that don't matter, and people don't really. Uh, want to pay respect to to what came before until it's the uh, cool genre to, to to be playing at the time because I'm you stick around long enough you'll see every uh, subgenre of hardcore has its light yeah like trust me I've been around long enough to see every subgenre be popular um, but yeah. but yeah so I, I respect your perspective on uh, you know the, the the music that you're writing and I'm looking at what came before because uh, it, it is really important because uh, people sometimes tend to forget that there's a history to, to every scene, to every band, to yeah. every sound. Like it, it all started somewhere. So for, yeah. for you guys to be able to look back and pay respect to it, I, I think it's really awesome and important. And I, and I think with paying respect to it comes like putting your stamp on it as well, because it's like, we don't want to be the band that's like, Oh, we're going to be your favorite 90s records cover band. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're not going to like get up there and be like, all right, we're going to play um, indecision and earth crisis and strife. It's like, no, we're broken bow. And like, although we draw, we draw inspiration from all those places. It's like, that was the past. And like, this is now. And it's about doing that in a way that's appropriate to the present. You know what I mean? And paying, paying our, paying our dues and paying our respects but also moving forward. So, yeah, I went to Florida in September and I made like a little Instagram reel video. Uh, one step closer was there. And there was just one picture I, that I took. It was of uh, Carter Holmes from within records, uh, Grady and uh, Johnny from anxious. Yeah. And uh, Johnny was wearing, uh, if, if I remember correctly, he was wearing a, a follow through t-shirt. Yeah. And I, you know, uh, you know, uh, cool band, cool tea, but, but I, I just posted it in my reel and I don't know the algorithms. I don't know who's watching my reels. Cause I don't really promote them. Like I, I just post them and boom, it's out there for, for the internet, for whoever finds it. But this guy just like messaged uh, me. He was like, he's like, was that a follow through shirt that I saw? And I was like, I'm like, yeah, like <laughs> that was like, like, who are you? Where are you from? And he's like, oh, like, I'm just like, uh, like a, an older dude from Connecticut. I'm like, oh, older dude. I'm like, you sound jaded, but hey, there's like this, uh, you know, there's cool shit going on in your scene. You should go out and support. And I, I think it was, um, uh, like it was, uh, like, I think it might've been almighty watching his first show. I, I can't remember, but I, I just like sent him the flyer. I'm like, Hey, just roll out to this. Cause like, there's yeah, a bunch sure. of cool people doing cool stuff in your area and like, you should support it. Like if you're around back then when follow through was active, like you should still go out and support like hardcore, uh, you know, yeah, it's a little different, but like, you know, at its core, it's still the same. Yeah. hundred percent. And it, yeah. And that's, that's the thing that's important about it is that it's like, even though like, I'm, I mean, last straw is the, the comparison to draw there because mm. obviously Johnny drums and last straw, 
and last straw covers follow through but um even though those bands are like cut from the same tradition which is connecticut straight edge they're hugely different you know what i mean and while while you know obviously those guys pay their respects to the people who came before them they're a new band and they're um a band that's more appropriate for right now so it's and that's what's exciting about hardcore to me is that in like 20 years i'm gonna be like seeing bands that are interpretations of bands that like i grew up with and like i grew up alongside you know what i mean so it's really um I, I think that's probably the coolest thing about hardcore. So, okay. And you mentioned Last Raw. Now I have to ask: Do you know any Last Raw songs? Do like uh, like how to play them? Yeah. No, I do not. I'm not. I'm not the. I'm not the Last Raw villain. But uh, <laughs> I just know. I just know like the jangly open chords. So because <laughs> okay. I, I was fortunate enough to have seen Last Raw, awesome band. I I, I love what they're doing. Uh, so I, I'm I'm super into them. And I was like begging anxious when they came through with Koyo. I'm like, please just do some last raw songs. And like, <laughs> I, I bugged him about it. And I felt like I was uh, bugging him about it all over the country. Cause I had asked him in California. I saw them in Florida. And then even when I saw them at a, uh, uh, still won't break in Wilkes-Barre, I was like, please just do it. And they were like, Oh, maybe like we'll figure it out. But then in the end they didn't do it, which made me sad, but I'm, I'm just happy that I've been able to see that band live. Yeah, no, that that's a, there, I, I was at the first show and it was a, truly truly uh an experience so <laughs> yeah there's that uh uh was it todd um i the storm did, did he take that photo of grady like with like yeah, he's yeah, all hooded todd, up yeah yeah. Storm. Yeah, yeah yeah it was it was it was like a it was like a time capsule in a night you know what i mean i was like whoa like it's it's 1988 you know what i mean like <laughs> so okay yeah love that band looking forward to the new record whenever that uh yep. drops because i know that they've been uh, talking about it maybe we've already worked on it who knows but definitely I actually to that. actually have like swear up and down i have no idea so okay. <laughs> right. I, I wasn't going to go any further but okay all right <laughs> <laughs> just um, you off right now jamie i, I don't know anything <laughs> okay all right uh, thank you and obviously like i wouldn't want you to spill the beans <laughs> but it's, it, it's even even if i even if i had beans to spill they wouldn't be they wouldn't be my beans. So, <laughs> okay. So going to, um, sane minds. And I, I'm curious, where does that name come from for the record? So it com- comes from lyrics in the song, your fate, which is the fourth track. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, I, I kind of was looking for a lyric that was very specific in the song. Um, but very broad in the, uh, in the concept of, uh, concepts of the album. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. And was there any thought to make it like a title track? Um, no, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I like title tracks when other people do it. I've just been fairly, I like to pull the title of the record from like a lyric, mm-hmm. um, when I'm doing it, but I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe broken bow will have a title track in the future, but that definitely, that definitely wasn't the thought process. Okay. And, uh, you pulling the, the lyric for, uh, from your fate, was it important to pull it from that song? Does that song have a special meaning to you? Or was um, it just the lyric that sounded good for a record title? A little bit of both probably, but um, it was, it was a probably one of my favorite, like little like line. Cause I'm like, I come from a family of like writers and then like people who write poetry and stuff. And mm-hmm. we like freak out about like one line, you know what I mean? It's like, Oh, that line. Like I, I said what I wanted to say there, you know what I mean? And I thought that was one of those lines on the record. 
Um, I was fortunate enough to pull a few of those lines out of me. So I'm quite, quite proud of that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it came down to, we were like, okay, so we got to like name this record something. And I just kind of went through song by song several times over and thought, um, what's a lyric here that stands out to me? What's a lyric here that, um, means, means something in the grander scheme of the record. And that just kind of ended up being that, um, for whatever reason at the time. And I think, I think I made a good choice. I hope I made a good choice. Um, but <laughs> it's, uh, for, for, for better or worse, it's the, it's, it's the title of the record. And I think it, I think it fits. So. Yeah, I, I agree. I like the title of the record because it, it doesn't sound like very common. It, it, it sounds like, okay, this is interesting. It sounds pretty deep. Yeah. It's not like broken vow, the, um, the beat down you know what i mean or like broken vow the cleansing you know what i mean like it's not a it's not like a super cheesy like machismo hardcore um trope but that's not really what the band's about either way so okay and um i'm curious about the song broken vow because i i always think it's really uh not risky but i feel like it, like if you're gonna do a song and title it after your band, it has to be good, or it's just yeah. gonna make me look at your band weird. I don't know because I I I, it's, I feel like it's represent like a representation of your band because it, totally. it, yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's it's sharing the same name, but I, I'm curious were you um, hesitant about doing that at all for the record? Um, I, I like really wanted to do it for the record. I was like I was like I want to have whether it was that record or a or an ensuing record. I was like we're gonna have a song called Broken Bow. You know what I mean? Because mm. um. And I don't know, I, I'm a fan of when bands like reference themselves at, you know what I mean? Um, and I, a self-titled track was something I really wanted to do and to continue in our later material to like, kind of have like slight references to our name, because I want our name to be meaningful within the catalog of music we put out. And I don't want it to just be like, here's a band called ABCD that talks about XYZ. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. we got at some point talk about broken vows. You know what I mean? Whatever that means in that context. So um, the, uh, the song broken vow is, is like a, like a political thing about, uh, you know, politicians failing people. Um, but I'm bro broken vow is very, you can break lots of different kinds of vows. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I think, I think that it, as, as a subject, it has, it, there's more I can get out of it for sure. So, um, it was, it was something I really wanted to do and something I still want to do. Maybe not in like a, I don't want to make like a broken vow part two or anything, but like <laughs> it's, oh, um, okay. You'll, you'll, yeah, actually we're going to have like broken vows, <laughs> like one through I'm, 10. So <laughs> I'm not opposed to the idea if I'm being honest, because you you say broken vow part two. And I'm like, OK, that actually this could be a thing, but obviously not not like every record, but maybe like a record or two down the line. Broken vow part two, it, like bands have done it before. And it's got, it's actually kind of cool. It, it, yeah. it's, it's hard because like obviously they're going to put up, you know, broken vow one versus broken vow two. But yeah, it's gonna be, oh, which is your favorite broken vow one or broken? Vow, I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Um, but I definitely um it brings up something that like I, I I never really get to talk about, which is like self-referentialism within music. Mm -hmm. And that's something that like, I always want to be like calling back words that I've used um, or like calling back like phrases or um, subjects and stuff like that. So I want Broken Vow to be a band you can like kind of like trace 
like the lineage and you can hear something in a song and be like, oh, that's what he said in the other song. You know what I mean? Or, oh, that's the name of this. That's the name of the band that's referencing this. So that's um, it's important to me to have that kind of like density to it. You know what I mean? No, I, I, I like that thought because it's like, OK, we're, we're going to enter the Broken Vow universe now and and the Broken just, Vow cinematic universe. Yeah. So, so knowing <laughs> that um, we got to and obviously uh, for uh, for people who listen, I, I hope they go and read read the lyrics. And I appreciate that um, you having the lyrics on your, your, your band camp and for, for people to be able to, to access them. I, I hope people go and read it. So, um, yeah, like you said, later on that line, when you decide to, to do that, we can connect those threads and have those like aha moments and, and, and like enjoy it that much more because those moments are fun yeah oh totally and i mean i think probably because a lot of my favorite bands kind of have those um like strings of uh like little cookie crumbs that they leave in all in all their records so i definitely want to do that for broken mouth so thanks for giving me a chance to talk about that that's it that's what this whole thing's for this is for for me and for everybody else just to get to know you and the band better so this is a a, a, like i said a a real pleasure for me so far i've I've been enjoying this awesome yeah no i'm having a great time too and um i'm saw that you you tapped in with uh, kyle uh, neeland to to help out with uh, the layout and design, uh, obviously local to Connecticut. Was it important for you to work with someone from the area or did you just, um, I, I think, I think it was people from the area were our first choice, but, um, when it, when it comes to that, we want the best person for the job. And that was Kyle and Ky- I think Kyle knocked it out of the park. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're not opposed to like going to someone from Europe or someone from Canada or someone from the West coast or the Midwest. So, but I was, I was really glad we got to do it with someone from new England. So. Oh yeah, for sure. No, I like that. Especially for like the, the first record proper record. So I, I think okay. it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause now it's, it's like, it's in the history books, right? So when people go and look exactly, back, yeah, 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 it's, you can, you can, you can put that one in the scrapbook and say, here's all the little like spider web of people involved in this. So. Yeah, and I, I'm curious about the the shirt on your Bandcamp. I'm really sad that I don't own one. Will there ever be any reprints for the New Age Rage? Oh, for the New Age Rage, yeah. um, I believe um, you can still don't don't quote me on this. Okay, but <laughs> you might. There's um a shirt. Are you talking about the one that comes with the record that uh, we just put out? Yes. So. You, I think you can still get those on the new morality scene web store. But I think since um, Sunday Drive Records is linked to our band camp, mm-hmm. it linked the shirt there as well. And that one might be sold out. But last time I checked on the NMZ website, those were still up. So, okay. I'll have to pop over there after we wrap up here and check it out because uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try and find you a link for sure. Okay. Hell yeah. Thank you. And I got you. Okay, and I, I'm just curious about the record release show that uh, happened a while back. I, I'm just curious uh, what the vibes were like, uh, and did you guys handpick the all like the, all the bands that were on the lineup? Yeah, so that was um, we had some fr- uh, some help from our friend Senti, who books um, uh, for a booking a booking kind of a conglomerate called Sl- uh, called Slug mm-hmm. um, from Connecticut. And he helped us, you know, sort out a venue, sort out logistics and stuff. But it, when it came down to like when the show was, um, who was playing at the show, what the vibe of the show, it was, it was very much like a, like a broken bow project. And we just basically asked a, a ton of our friends who are in, who are in bands that we really like to come through. 
So um, I'm really, it was a really great vibe that night. It very much felt like a lot of people from a lot of different corners of hardcore and punk uh, in Connecticut and in New England and even in the North Northeast in general were coming through and having a really great time. So uh, that, that show was a big success in my opinion. Um, in my, I mean, I, I had a great time, achieved what we wanted to achieve with it. So really mm -hmm. couldn't ask for more. So, and one thing that, that I liked about the, the lineup and obviously there's no slight towards uh, the more established bands, but when I looked at all the bands on the bill, it was just like, you know, a bunch of younger bands yeah. and, and I was like, okay, this is like uh, cool. Cause people who may not be familiar, look at this and could be put on notice. Like, Hey, there's a new wave coming, like be prepared. Oh, yeah. That's, that was, that was, I think what we wanted to achieve with it was kind of saying, you know, this is, this is the crowd that we belong to. Mm -hmm. And these are, you know, the people who are close to us, these are our friends, but they're also um, in these bands that are defining like the next wave of hardcore in this area. And it was important to us to showcase that with our release show, because that's very much what we're about. So. Oh, yeah. No, and I, I, I think it's important because like when I'm looking at that, uh, that lineup, I'm, I'm a huge fan of that band Wreckage. I love, yeah, Wreckage. That's a, I I love wreckage. So <laughs> I love wreckage as a band. I love wreckage as people. I love wreckage as an idea. So there's top to bottom love wreckage. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan. And, and you know, I, I've kind of poked around and, and asked, uh, you know, some of my peers like, oh, like, what do you think of this band wreckage? And people don't really seem to be on like the ball when it comes to them. And I'm like, you guys are fucking crazy. This band's fucking yeah. amazing. You should definitely yeah. hop on before it's too late. Cause this band and like from the stuff that I've heard, I'm just like, this is great stuff. Like whatever they're doing, I, I hope they continue to do it. Cause it it's super solid. Great music. Yeah, no, it's there that, that, that band should be like winning Grammys and stuff. Like, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> like wreckage to the moon as far as I'm concerned. So <laughs> Yeah. And I, you know, I, and since I'm, I'm a little late, right. Cause I, I wasn't on the pulse, but when it comes to them, I'm trying to track down some wreckage merch. So if anybody out there is listening, you got a, a you know, a, a spare shirt you want to get rid of, you want to sell, I will pay money for it. I got some yeah. Bitcoin willing to trade. So just, just let me know. <laughs> just, uh, gotcha. <laughs> just let me know, but okay. Yeah, but, we'll do. but I'm, I, I did like seeing some of the photos from uh, the record really show um, the balloons and stuff. I, I thought I was like, cool, this is, yeah. <laughs> you know, great. This is like a party. This is awesome. That's, 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 that's what the, that's the vibe we wanted it to be. It was just like a big celebration, big party, you know, no, no like huge, like production value bullshit. You know, we're a, we're still a local band. Like we, uh, we, we wanted to just like have fun and throw a show that we would love to go to, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. and I uh, just curious, did anybody film it? Um, some people filmed certain sets. I know, um, our friend Dave who books seventh circle in Connecticut, mm -hmm. um, was filming some of it, but from what it looks like his camera might've died. So I don't, I don't want to make any promises on Dave's behalf, but I know he got some footage of ultimatum that's up there. So if you look up like ultimatum first show, you can see like a clip of that. Um, but I think mainly we just had like photographers there and stuff. So, okay. And I want to talk about one of uh, the members of Broken Vow. Uh, you've mentioned him a couple of times, uh, Evan. Evan, yes. <laughs> and and I'm not going to lie. Uh, 
he's uh, local to here. Right? I, I, I've seen him around a bunch of shows. And oh, yeah. and when I was listening to Broken Bow, I, I was the only person I was like connected to was you because I I reached out to to Nick and I was like yo like uh, I'm trying to get someone from Broken Bow on the podcast like who should I reach out to uh, throughout your name obviously I reached out to you uh, so we've been in communication but um, I, I didn't even think to look at promo pictures or anything I, I would just like just jam the record like a bunch of times. Uh, but wasn't I don't even know when, but I, I saw like uh, some photos and I was like, why does that guy look so familiar? And <laughs> it blew my mind when I, I realized that it was actually him from out here. And yeah. it, it was like such a trip to to, to see uh, this guy that I've seen around like, you know, Orange County shows, Southern California shows like a bunch. And he's just in this like good band randomly that I had no idea. So like I didn't even know uh, like what the connection was. So uh, for, for anyone out there who doesn't know, could you just speak about how Evan uh, connected with all of you out there? So um, we met, so Evan goes to school at Brown, Brown University in Providence, and obviously he's from Orange County mm-hmm. in California, different sides of the map, if you're clued in. Um, but it's, uh, we met him through our friend, Nick, Nick Bertles, who does a ton of, he drums in Pummel, he drums in our band Ultimatum, um, and he does a ton of amazing, amazing, amazing graphic design work for us. And you should hire him to do your graphic design work for you. Um, and we met him. We met Evan through Nick. And Evan kind of started coming to shows around New England around the time things opened back up. And that was more around the time when I, you know, I've been in Broken Bow for a while. I kind of had like a, like a face um, in, in New England. And it was... Um, it was kind of when I started getting like really plugged in with other people going to shows instead of just like making a couple friends here and there and like hanging back mostly. And so we kind of got like thrown into like the middle of this scene at the same time. And I think as like two very young people, we just connected and uh, at that, around that time, Broken Bow was shorter guitarist. So we were having people fill in when we did shows and we uh, eventually we said to Evan like hey Evan like uh, come do some shows with us and we immediately clicked and obviously we'd already been friends before and it was just the obvious choice to bring him on board as a new guitarist so that's awesome and I am a huge fan of Orange County Hardcore right I I try to talk about it and support it as much as I can talk about uh, all the newer bands current bands Uh, so knowing that there's like a a, a piece of Orange County in Broken Vow makes it yeah no that's that's uh we're we're like we're uh we're New England hardcore plus one, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, and it, it got me so much more excited uh, when I found that out because obviously I had already been like on board, loved the band, but when I found out there was a, you know, a, a great person from Orange County playing in it as well, I'm like, okay, cool, that makes it that much better. That the 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 joke is that like when we have release shows now, we're gonna have to do one in Orange County as well. Like we're gonna have to do like Massachusetts, Connecticut. Rhode Island and then fly across the country and do a release show in Orange County. So <laughs> oh, that's a dream. Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> now I want to get to just a little, uh, you know, uh, sad stuff. Obviously there was a, a Northeast run planned with uh, take it to heart. And that was supposed to be going on right now. Like this uh, we're supposed to be playing. What day is it? Uh, today? We're supposed to be playing New Jersey tonight. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm sad that that didn't happen. And yeah, and, I, <laughs> and I, I was really pumped for for take it to heart because um, for for whatever reason they and obviously people are gonna probably get their feathers ruffled when I say this, but I just feel like they're not getting the proper support that they deserve out here. 
when it's like when I look at that band and this is me being non-biased because I I am friends with uh, everybody in the band. But when I put their music up against any other bands, it's just like it's it's good. They're like one of the better bands from our area, not just Orange County, but from Southern California. When you look at the music that they've crafted and even the 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 new record. Thank you, Ben, for sending it to me. Um, Oh, yeah. Dude, they're 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 so talented, and they're writing such good music. But for 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 some reason, and maybe it's political because like there's scene politics, whatever. Uh, they're just not getting the 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 proper support. So it was just like I was so excited for them to be able yeah. to to go somewhere. Um, where the the scene politics don't really exist for them, right? They're just uh, you know uh, cool dudes from California traveling and playing shows, and they're not getting or they're not having to suffer from stuff like that. So so the fact that it didn't happen bummed me out. But I'm hoping at some point they're they're able to get out there and get in front of more people. What I what I can like I can make like the promise like very wholeheartedly that like that lineup will tour and uh, like Broken Bow and Take It to Heart will will go on tour um, and. I can't speak to like the like official plans right now because there aren't any and mm-hmm. we're just kind of like pick it up and start from square one. But um, you will, we're, we're very, very um, dedicated to bring that band over to the East coast because I couldn't echo anymore what you said about, you know, them as musicians, them as people and like the, the hard work they put into their music and how much that shows. And I mean, they're all, you know, these like amazing, talented, hardworking, down to earth people. And um, I, if, if I can, if me and Broken Bow can play any small part in them reaching a larger audience, we want to. So um, that, yeah, we will <laughs> take my word for it, Jamie. We'll, we'll bring them to the East Coast. So, <laughs> no, and I, I, I would definitely appreciate that because I know. Uh, you know, you have friendships with the people in that band. So it's just awesome for me to see like, okay, cool. Here's a, a younger band um, who isn't uh, jaded yet, who hasn't succumbed to the weird politics. They're just like, all right, cool. Like we are, are linking up with our friends who are doing cool music and we're just going to go out there and just do what we love to do and just, yeah. just get out there, play hardcore shows, get in front of more people, new people, um, you know, people that are already fans. And I, I, I think that's awesome that uh, you guys are, are willing to support them. Yeah, no, I mean, we're, I, I think our MO as a band is like, um, I mean, we love making friends. We love like linking up with bands, especially bands that are like our age or a little bit older, even a little bit younger. Um, you know, examples that come to mind are like reaching out from New Jersey, amazing group of people making amazing music, um, set straight from, um, from Canada, from Calgary a bunch of like people around our age making like some really awesome like heavy metallic stuff spaced i think they're a little older than us but we were definitely part of like the same wave of like youthful energy and hardcore mm-hmm. obviously take it to heart goes without saying and it's like it's just very exciting for us to like link up with people around our age kind of doing doing the sort of thing we're doing so it's really uh it's a good feeling Okay. And since we're on, on this one, I, I have to ask, there's, uh, you know, Midwest uh, plans with Spaced. I saw that yeah. Cle- Cleveland had to pull out. Uh, yeah, Cleveland had to pull out. Now, is, is this Midwest run going to have to suffer the same fate or is how how confident I'm, are you? I'm really, I'm really hoping not. I mean, when will this be out? Uh, t- uh, tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Okay. Well, then I, uh, I was going to say we'll know when this comes out, but probably not. Um, but obviously it's like a very like contentious situation right now. Mm. And 
um, no matter how much people may be broadcasting that they have exactly the right solution to it. I really don't think anybody does. Um, And uh, so right now we're kind of saying, well, we have these dates booked and we have these plans made that we're ready to follow through on. Um, And at this point, it's a go for it. Um, But obviously everything's so up in the air right now. It's um, the only promise I can make is that if we can, we will. So. Okay, but in worst case scenario, if it falls out, I would love to see the the numerals, excuse me, team up with Spaced and uh, oh yeah, um, Broken Vow continue at some point because I, yeah, like no, I, like no, I mentioned I, earlier, huge fan of Space, love everything that they're doing, uh, uh, great people, uh, and I, I just support everything that that band does because I, I I believe in that band just like I believe in Broken Vow. Oh, I mean, I I. I believe in it's it, maybe this speaks to my, my self-deprecation issues. I believe in space way more than broken Val. Like <laughs> so those are, they're, they're like great talented people um, and a right. Amazing music. So um, it's always a pleasure to play with that band. Um, I think we've only played with them like once, but it feels like we've played with them a ton of times because mm-hmm. it was just, it was such a good vibe with them in the room. And I think the like collective energy that our two bands bring is like, very very um very very cool so i'm uh i definitely it, it you know uh hopefully it doesn't fall through and we get to play some shows in the midwest with space but if it does fall through then i'm gonna we're gonna be making very sure that we uh we get back out there with space you know fingers crossed so yeah and i'm jealous that uh, I have to exist in this world where, uh, you know, friends like you have been able to see space and I'm just over here on the West coast and it just hasn't lined up properly. But at some point, um, if I have to get on a plane or something, I, I, I want to see that band because I, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I love their music. So you have, you have to like, you like seeing them live is like, I think is probably their selling point, you know, because they're very tight. Lexi has such like amazing energy on stage and, kind of like the whole the whole vibe of that band like comes together when you see them live and you're like okay like i get space now and it's like i can only imagine how much you'll love it seeing this like you know how enthusiastic you already are so it's yeah you're in for a treat for sure okay all right so uh, that's all the uh, you know stuff that i'll bring up about shows getting canceled because obviously want to uh, you know just, <laughs> i appreciate that <laughs> yeah just want to be positive uh going forward but um so uh but it, past the the midwest runs are there any other plans for uh broken about to get out there and do other stuff maybe get into some other scenes that you haven't played before yeah i mean we're our the name of the game right now is just like tour 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 play as many shows as we can um get out there meet people in different places make connections you know um i think that's just totally mask off that's 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 our plan for for 2022 and Hopefully, you know, COVID permitting, we can carry through with that. Um, but uh, I'd really, my my personal aspiration is to have pretty much every like kind of region in the U.S. covered. Like I want to play a show in every part of America and maybe some of Canada before the year's over. Mm-hmm. And I, I I think you know I I, I think we could do that. So <laughs> um, we're 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 plugging away at it for sure. So. Yeah, now I'm just like picturing you because obviously uh, California is a, a huge state and I am like picturing uh, Broken Vow playing with like all the key bands out here. Like I, I'm like picturing Broken Vow with Tsunami up in the Bay. Uh, crazy. <laughs> that would, they kill it everywhere. I, I'm, I'm so to see see them this weekend. Um, totally. um, and then even just 
uh, Broken Bow in Orange County. I, I feel like that would uh, that would be amazing. Broken Bow in Orange County will like ab- absolutely. I mean, we have an Orange County member now, so it's like we kind of we kind of have to. So <laughs> even if for some weird reason we didn't want to, it's it's a it's an obligation at this point that we show out for Orange County. So. That's awesome. I, I I definitely love that because it, it, it's so cool to me. And um and I I always say like I, I'm not from Orange County, but I've lived here for like tw- was it twelve years at this point? No, eleven years at this point. So I'm, wow. I'm pre- yeah it's transplant in some people's eyes, but I I rep Orange County hardcore harder than a lot of people. Trust me. Sure. Uh, it, yeah. it, 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 it's slim pickings out here, but what we have is amazing. I love Fury. I love Dare. I love Take to Heart. Shout out to Scalp, um, and I encourage anybody listening to this wow. um, from Orange County, st- start new bands. Uh, uh, I, I know there's talented people out there, more talented than me, that can play music better. So uh, start <laughs> something new so we have more bands. Because uh, like Southern California has a lot of bands, right? L.A., San Diego. Uh, you yeah. look at the like the Antelope Valley. Shout out uh, Shiva. But uh, when it comes to Orange County, um, there's just not a whole lot going on right now. But um, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of what we have. Those four names that you threw out there, four phenomenal hardcore bands. So, I mean, it's it's slim pickings, but everyone's good. So, like, I'll take that for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and we, we got some new ones. Uh, shout out to Major Pain. Uh, so, like, I, I, trust me, I, I'm still out there um, uh, looking for new bands because that that's one thing that has never gone old for me. Uh, when it comes to hardcore, I'm always just curious about what's um, new, who's doing new shit. Because obviously, like, I'll listen to my favorite records. Um, I discover, you know, new favorite bands all the time. But I'm always curious about what's going on in my immediate area all the time. Yeah. So, uh, and you were out here in Orange County. Um, I, I'm just curious. I'm uh, sad I didn't get to see you, but I'm just curious. How was your trip? Did they treat you right? Uh, they, they they treated me right. But um, I, I, <laughs> I caught this really nasty, like stomach flu halfway through the trip and for essentially like until like the day i flew home i was just out of commission um so i got a good four days in orange county and then i got i got sick and i was just uh i was um on the couch for that i had to i had to i was gonna get lunch with you and i had to cancel i felt i felt so bad i was like I was like, I, I don't respond to this man's text and then I have to cancel my lunch plans with them. <laughs> but um, I was, I was in a, I was in a very, very poor state for the last like five days of my trip. But like the three or four days that I had that um, I was in good health were very, very nice. And I got to hang out with the take it to hard dudes. I saw Spider-Man while I was out there and I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. So I, um, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, no, it's, I, my only complaint is that like, I didn't get to see more of it you know what i mean i didn't get to do more stuff and get to eat more food so okay and um and you, you bring up spider-man and I, i'm curious uh you know what your your thoughts were because obviously you mentioned you're a huge, huge spider-man fan but um a great movie overall in my opinion but i'm just curious to hear your take on it oh yeah I, like i don't know i was i, I don't if, if you haven't seen it at this point like go see it like how however by any means necessary like see that movie you know what i mean that it was i mean i've been a spider-man fan since i was in like middle school and i was um that would that felt very like it brought me like right back to that same place that i was when i was first like reading every spider-man comic i could get my hands on and like watching all the movies from before i was born and stuff like that and it like it brought me right back to that same place of being like super passionate about a fictional superhero. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I, that movie, like 
exceeded my expectations and like yeah i i I, i'm tempted to like call it like a perfect superhero movie for sure so yeah it's a i can't speak highly enough of it and i'm tripping over my words trying to do so so i'll just say amazing perfect great so (laughs) yeah i i rank it number two greatest like mcu film what's the what's number one for you i'm biased so i say iron man Oh, are you an Iron Man guy? A huge Iron Man fan. Okay, yeah, no, because Iron Man was the first like comic I ever bought. Okay. But then, but then when I started reading Spider Man, I was like, oh yeah, this is this is my stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I do love Iron Man too. Which Iron? Just the first Iron Man. Yeah, the OG. The, yeah. The oh, other yeah, two are kind of they're okay. It's an yeah. okay trilogy. Yeah, it's it, but that 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 I do agree that movie is up there. I mean, I'm not super super clued in to the kind of like Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I, um, I've watched the Spider-Man movies. I watched the Iron Man movies. I've watched a handful of Avengers movies. So I've watched some X-Men movies as well, I think. But I mean, I just had a really heavy like comics phase. So that's when Spider-Man was really important for me. So, And you say phase, so you're not reading these days? I'm not. I, 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 I stick to books mainly these days. Oh, so wow. I, um, yeah, but uh. I was Evan was taking me to comic shops while I was in uh, Orange County. So mm-hmm. I have some I have some new pickups. So maybe I'll maybe I'll reignite my passion. Who knows? Okay. Can I make a recommendation? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Wait, hold on. I'm, I'm going to show it to you on, on camera. So for, for anybody who's listening, not on Spotify, this is a reason why you should get Spotify because the video is exclusively here on Spotify. There's this book called Stray Dogs. This okay. is uh, really awesome. Uh, th- this is the trade because the single issues are way too expensive because it's like super hyped up. Yeah. Sure. But just let me uh, read the little quote from Forbes. Uh, Forbes says, what do you get when you crossbreed Silence of the Lambs with all dogs go to heaven? Well, you get stray dogs. So pretty that's interesting. A, that's an interesting combination for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> fun read. And it, like, yeah, like, like it was super hyped up. Like first issue is like over like $100. And it's just like, I don't want to pay that. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> some no, stuff I'll, I will. But I'll, I'll always I'll always get the trade over over um if i'm like if i if it's a series that i like know i'm gonna enjoy mm-hmm. of course I, you know, I i when i was like more into comics i'd really enjoy like reading them as they came out but like i um i got saga um, okay. which i'm really excited to read and i just got like a trade for that so that's awesome the, the, the artists uh for that book uh, fiona staples uh, amazing yeah uh, yeah no I've, I've been the art's been like very very hyped for me so Mm-hmm. I have it. I have it at home. So I'm going to when, when whenever I whenever I get home, I'm going to I'm going to read that. So, oh, OK. And um, when you get home, so uh, are, are you not local to, to, to the anxious basement? Is that fair to say? No, 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 no. I uh, I'm I'm a I'm quite far. So <laughs> but um, I uh, because this is like um, at the at the very like southern uh, southwesternmost tip of Connecticut. And mm-hmm. I live in um, I live in western Massachusetts, which is about. 20 30 minutes from the connecticut border and that's like the north connecticut border so i uh it's it's quite a trek for me to get down here but um luckily uh obviously like i can stay with people in anxious and my girlfriend lives down here so mm-hmm. i uh this is like a, a second home right now so and i'm just curious um if you were to drive like how many hours is that it's about two hours so Okay. Okay. For sure. I, I'm yeah. thinking like it was like 14 hours or something crazy. No, like no, 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 no. <laughs> Connecticut's oh. not California size. So. <laughs> okay. And um, so you're in the anxious basement. Are, are you there just uh, chilling or are you trying to create I'm, new I'm music? Here, I'm here just chilling right now. So. Okay. All right. Is, is Johnny around? Cause. 
everyone um they're they're all down on um they're down in long island right now um they're gonna i know dante is gonna be at the vein show but um it's uh it's it's just me and um it's me and johnny's dad who uh like owns the space so mm-hmm. Okay, because I, I was going to try to pry some info because he posted Johnny and Dante <laughs> posted some Instagram story. They're like creating some power pop music, and I'm just like, I want oh, yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're, they're always I've 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 it's in the the working stages right now. I can tell you that. <laughs> okay, yeah, because I wasn't sure if they were just doing it as like a goof or if they were serious about it because it sounded good to me. I, I was like, I'm really into this. I was like, I want to hear more. And he said soon, but I wasn't sure if that was just like okay, just I'll tell him soon. But we're not doing anything with this, or if they're actually working on it. I've I've heard Dante working on it, but I'm yeah. I have nothing to do with it. So, <laughs> yeah. well, I, I was just asking because you're in the lair, you're where they're creating it. So I am in the lair, but I'm I'm alone in the lair. So I'm a <laughs> the only person who would be creating any power pop here is me. So, <laughs> and okay. I'm I, I don't I don't have the master files. So, <laughs> okay, um, all right. Well, I'll have to track track down Dante. I I, I gotta get a hold of him and uh, see what the vibes are. Gotcha, gotcha. But damn, this has been awesome. I I, I feel like uh, minus you dodging my texts, uh, I, <laughs> I, I I've been uh, looking forward to this because when I had our interaction in, in Sweet Valley, um, it, it was great to meet you in person. And I was like, okay, cool. Th- yeah. This uh, this person, uh, you know, online is really nice, but also in real life, really nice. Because sometimes, like, I'll, I'll run into people. Um, I don't have to, I, I don't want to give names, but like, they're just like, uh, not the same person that I was dealing with online when I see them in yeah, person. Totally. And, and that's really strange to same. me. Um, yeah. and like, I, like I would say, like, I don't expect to be best friends with everybody that comes on the podcast, but it's always just nice to, uh, to, to meet someone um, who's, uh, the, the same online and offline. Have a, have a genuine connection for sure. So yeah, yeah I remember I was, it's, it was funny. I, cause I was. I thought you'd been the one dodging my texts because I was just so flustered with it. And mm-hmm. I was, I was sitting in Eric Larson yeah, from take it to hearts and Dare's apartment. And I was like, yeah, man, like I really want to do a podcast with Jamie. And I was like, he just hasn't responded to me. And I was like, let me make sure I'm not ghosting him. And then I like, I, I'd search up your name and I open it and I just put my hand over my mouth and they're like, Oh, Tommy. Like, <laughs> so it was, um, it was unfortunate to say the least. Yeah, but like I said, um, I I figured we would talk at some point because obviously we have a lot of mutual friends. Um, I've uh, you've been out here. I, I've been out on the East Coast, so I I knew at some point we would communicate again. Oh yeah, totally. So, but this has been, uh, like I said, a, a, a real pleasure, and uh, just by chance, this is the the first podcast of 2022. So I'm I'm happy that I'm really? able to to uh, start it with uh, someone like you. So th- this has been uh, a, a great time for me. Oh, it's been a great time for me, too. I was really looking forward to it, and it lived up, for sure. All right. Well, before we sign off, is there anything else you would like to say or plug before we go? Um, I'm, keep, your, keep your ear to the ground about the Midwest tour. We're, um, we're going to do our best to make sure that that can go through and be safe for everybody involved. Um, but, I mean, we have records up on Numerality Zine's website and Sunday Drive's website, as well as shirts. Um, keep an eye out for some more merch in the future. Um, and listen to Say Mind's End. And thank you for your time today. I really appreciate every every person who's listening to this. So, all right. Well, there you have it. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and goodbye. Mm-hmm.